I'm Dave Baker. And I'm Andrew Price. Welcome to Deep Cuts, the podcast where we pick a topic and walk you through the ins, the outs, and the nitty-gritty, so you can appear like an interesting and idiosyncratic person at your next forced social function. Today's topic is... Arby's. What is Arby's? Well, they're the most boring company ever. But hey, they've got the meats. And also curly fries. A restaurant so boring. <laughs> I can't believe we're actually trying to do this. <laughs> Arby's is an American fast food restaurant chain that boasts more than 3,300 locations across the greater United States. They also boast the catchphrase, America's second largest sandwich chain, in parentheses after Subway. I'm not making that up. America's second largest sandwich chain, in parentheses, after Subway, in double parentheses, but we never had a pedophile guy, though. So <laughs> I think we kind of come out on top, in parentheses. I don't, I don't know whether I'm surprised or not surprised that there's 3,300 locations. Part of me is like, that doesn't seem like enough Arby's. I see them everywhere. And another part of me is like, there are 3,300 Arby's? That is so many fucking Arby's. Well, first of all, those numbers always seem low. Whenever you hear numbers of how many uh, rest, like how many restaurants of a chain there are in the country, or like how many books a bestseller has sold, or like how many bo- how many copies of like a a classic book from like decades ago have sold, it always seems low. It always it's always like that's that doesn't seem like that much. I thought I thought it would be way more. Um, but also if thirty three hundred is a lot, it's because the the name of Arby's has been for too long besmirched. It's been turned into a mockery. But people love Arby's. They're there for the Arby's. When you when you have a rumbly in your tumbly and you're driving down the street and you happen to see an Arby's, you're gonna stop at the Arby's. Why wouldn't you? You're gonna drive past that Arby's. Arby's was founded in Boardman, Ohio. It's literally it's literally from a place called Boardman. It's literally it's literally from a place called Boardman, Ohio. Let me double check. Let me make sure that's not a typo, but I think that's what it's called. Let me double check. Let me double check. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I really hope that it is true. That it is from Boardman, Ohio. Hold on, hold Motherfucker is from actual Boardman, Ohio! <laughs> Arby's was created in Boardman, Ohio. <laughs> it's because they're the most boring fucking company. Their food is shitty. I, I, uh, their food is so not good. But everyone in the Deep Cuts group is going to eat me alive for this because everyone loves Arby's. I really, I really have to ask, though, because you keep saying that. But when is the last time you had Arby's? Like, you're just saying that. That, that you are buying into the cultural meme. I've had Arby's twice. I've had Arby's once when I was driving to Flagstaff from Tucson in Arizona in college because I was going to visit my friend Ruth, who was at ASU at the time. And I've had it once while driving from California to Arizona because it was the only place that was open and it was like fucking whatever, 1 a.m. or something at some shitty, like, you know, those towns where it's like, 
surprise arizona or seligman or you know something like that where it's like this town is just the gas station and arby's and some houses and i am using the definition of house as in four walls that may or may not be on wheels so let me with this straight the only time you've ever had arby's is whenever you were in college, aka the pinnacle of every person's like most pretentious phase where they're like, oh, fast food is so bad for you. Like we need to not support the, these, you know, this unhealthy diet of fast food companies, this gross the fucking jack in the crack. This stuff is going to make me puke. You had Arby's only at the time when you were the most pretentious of your life. Do you think that's who I was in college? That's how everybody was. That's just, that's just the stages of life. Do you think that's who I am now? I mean, barely not. <laughs> You know, I'm, I mean, we, we both know I'm pretentious about some things, but I don't know that I'm pretentious about fast food. Like, I don't know that I like talk about it all the time, but like low key, I kind of like some shitty food. Like I'm not like a foodie in that way. You know what I mean? But every, every, like in, in your late teens, early twenties is whenever you're the most like, oh, like fucking fast food. It's the opiate of the masses. They're poisoning us with their preservatives. I mean, it's not wrong, but I, I don't know that I necessarily like was that person. I just have eaten Arby's twice and each time I've eaten Arby's, I was like, this is not good. This tastes bad. I don't believe that. I don't believe that was your genuine experience. I th- I, be- I genuinely believe that that was like a like a a a painted retrospective version of your experience thinking back on it do you think that if i had it now i would like it oh my god my 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 stomach is rumbling like right now <laughs> as we speak like if we if we met up at an arby's and i ate an arby's sandwich i'm not going to ask you to eat it cuz you're vegetarian i'm i'm not asking you to compromise your morals or anything but you're you're saying that you genuinely think you knowing me do we have to do this for this episode <laughs> we might do we have to get curbside delivery or whatever of Arby's and and I have to sit and watch you eat a a uh uh either a uh what what the fuck are the It's so good you can't even remember what it is. The fame I'm blanking on the name of the famous the the most the big the big Montana, the big Montana. I have to sit there and watch you eat a big Montana. I don't want to eat a big Montana. That does not sound good to me. Do I have to do this? I think we have to do it. We can't. How can we? How can we call ourselves? How can we call ourselves uh, uh, podcast journalists delving into the deep? Do we call ourselves that? (laughs) No. This is the first I've ever heard of that. (laughs) But for this episode, we have to. We have to. We have to tackle this from a journalistic perspective. And we, how could we, how could we live with ourselves if we did a whole our episode about Arby's with a, with giving opinions about Arby's based on a college meal? <laughs> I don't like Arby's. I don't want to eat Arby's. This episode is basically one long joke. I don't want to eat Arby's, but I will if that is, if the high council of, uh, of Pizza Pizza Paparita Mimarita Celebrita decrees that we must ingest this liquid death for our, uh, 
our podcast listeners, I will do it. It must be done. It must be done. All right, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not convinced yet, but we'll see. We're going to get through the rest of this episode. The last time I had Arby's, well, the last time I really had Arby's was when I was like a kid. But the last time I had Arby's, technically, I didn't eat any of the actual entrees because as their slogan now says, they are just like exclusively a meat sandwich company. But I, ha- I, I, I went and I had Arby's with two of my friends, uh, Craig and Tyler, after we had gotten finished shooting some one of the scenes from McGruff, which is a short film I made. It's a gritty reboot of McGruff, McGruff the Crime Dog, interpreted as a Michael Mann film from the 80s. We had shot a pickup scene and we went and there's there's like there it's gone now. Now there's like some hot chicken place. But in North Hollywood, for some bizarre reason in the arts district, they had like a fancy Arby's, like a hipster Arby's. I'm so disgusted by the thought of that. I don't know why, but they just had this like fancy like artisan Arby's that was in the, it was like in a, it was like you walked into this. What even is an artisan cart Arby's? Like it it wasn't nothing to do with the food, just the actual place. It was like an Arby's is a a fast food place. It looks like every other fast food place. It's, It's in like a little square box building with like glass windows everywhere. And you walk in and there's like, there's like that crappy nineties looking carpet that has like the patterns on it. So that when you, when it gets dirty, you can't see the stains. And then it has those generic tables and those little plastic chairs or whatever. But this was like an Arby's that was like inside of a converted fucking like industrial looking place where you walk in, the tables are all this like finely crafted wood tables it has like scaffolding and like industrial looking shit up in the ceiling the it's lit by these like big industrial lights that are hanging down it was like a swanky building for this arby's i don't know why but we went in there and ate and it was delightful i had curly fries tater tots and potato wedges as my meal and we had a great we had a we we just had a grand time but that's not Arby's. Like that's Ar- I have no I have no beef with Arby's curly fries. Those are tasty. I like curly fries. They're delicious. I don't want to eat those weird soggy horrible roast beef and cheddar cheese sandwiches. That's what I'm talking about. You're going you're going to you're going to eat a beef and cheddar right in front of me. Really you're going ma- to maintain eye contact with me the entire time so that you can't <laughs> You can't lie to me. You 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 will not be able to lie because we will have eye contact and I'll be able to see every truth. Okay. All right. I really I really don't want to do this, but okay. All right. We will we'll talk about it at the end of the episode again. Let's continue with the the episode. So Arby's was founded in Boardman, Ohio on July 23rd, 1964 by Forrest and Leroy Raffle. They were owners of a restaurant equipment business prior to founding uh arby's and we've got this photo here of the two of them that really that really does not bode well for my (laughs) argument though because it's just like the two guys who started arby's were just like well uh you know we uh we 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 build the machines that make the food how much harder could the food be yeah yeah it's it really is and it wasn't even they didn't they didn't even make the machines they were like a wholesaler that like Oh, you need like big frying pans and like utensils for your restaurant. We get forks by the ton. You will sell you like 400 forks for $5 or whatever. Like they're, they're like, 
They're fork drug dealers, basically. They're like, you need that forks? You need them forks? Yeah, we got them forks. Oh, you want roast beef? We got that roast beef, too. Well, you, you know, Leroy, uh, you know, we've been selling forks for uh, coming on about 15 years now. How how hard could it be to make the stuff that you stick the forks in? Can't, can't reckon it'd be rocket science, you know what I'm saying? The brothers originally wanted to call the restaurant Big Tex. Big Tex. I mean, that I'm I'm that's just selling it for me more. I'm I'm down for that. You fucking liar. You liar. My grandpa, my grandpa's name is Tex or was, he's dead, but my grandpa's name was Tex. You fucking liar. I'm not lying about that. You're not lying about that. You're not lying about that, but you are lying <laughs> that you think that Big Tex is a better restaurant name. That would have made it even better cuz we would be like that that would have I mean a lot of a lot of the enjoyment of Arby's is nostalgic. Can you imagine what my childhood would have been like if it was called Big Tex? Every time we ever went to Arby's, it wasn't just like, oh, let's go to Arby's. It'd be like my grandpa just being like, let's go to my restaurant. And everyone would be like, ah, <laughs> yeah, because it's your name. And every time we would do that, and every time we want to go, it's like, you guys want to go to my restaurant? It just <laughs> it, it, like my actual childhood pales in comparison to what it being called Big Tex would have brought me. So they, they were going to call it Big Tex, but they quickly discovered that there was another business in Akron, Ohio, named Big Tex. So instead, they opted for Arby's, which was a play on R and B, the Raffle Brothers, put together RB, Arby's, Arby's. So now we're going to we're going to watch this fan-made documentary about Arby's, which is so funny to me that there is an Arby's fan that is so dedicated that they made a 10-minute long Arby's documentary. I don't know if we're going to watch the whole thing. I think we're probably just going to watch the beginning and talk about how weird it is that there's an Arby's documentary thing that's like, you know, got like 5,000 views on YouTube. Good for you. I wish it was me. I wish I made this. What are we what are we doing talking about fucking the dark history of Chiquita Banana and QAnon? Yeah. We should be making this Arby's documentaries. Born in 1964, the Arby's story. <laughs> <laughs> pause it. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. <laughs> This is exactly the person who would make an Arby's documentary. Like, he's just barely, he's barely cognizant of reality. He's just in his own Arby's world. He's like, let me just talk about the Arby's. I just happened me a beef and cheddar, and it was so tasty, I decided myself to make a documentary. But this is for Arby's is a story of true America perseverance. The description for this video is Joseph Napier Sr. of Youngstown, Ohio, covers the 55th anniversary of the Arby's restaurant chain. <laughs> this is so sweet. I feel bad laughing at this guy and his weird slurring speech pattern. Oh, I'm not. It's I'm not so making funny. fun of him. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like he's so. He's like in the fully in the matrix of Arby's. Yeah, he really. He's in the the beef tricks. Like this. This voiceover just sounds like he's waiting in a tub of KY jelly. Like that's what. That's what his. No voice man, sounds it's, like. it's cheddar cheese. Oh yeah, he's yeah. waiting <laughs> in a tub of cheddar cheese. <laughs> In 1964, just outside of Youngstown, Ohio, in a community called Bourbon, Ohio. On July 23rd, to be exact, 1964, under the ownership of the Raffle Brothers, Forrest and Leroy, 
Forrest and Leroy were born in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. I can't believe that it was started in Boardman, Ohio. During the mid-50s. Working in the restaurant industry gave them a keen sense of how the industry works. Their vision was to sell something that no one else was selling. Their original menu items included a roast beef sandwich, potato chips, soft drinks, milk, and iced tea. At the time, there were numerous hamburgers and hot dogs. It's you know his this guy's voice is like strangely calming. The average hamburger sold for fifteen cents, and hot dogs even. You just like there's no pretension about it because he's not a he's just some guy. He's not like a real video maker. He's not a content creator. That's the perfect way of saying it. He's not a content creator. This isn't some video essay created by some fucking video essayist YouTuber. This is just a dude who wants you to know about Arby's. And with that that non-existence of pretentiousness, no college years, Dave, to be felt in this entire thing. You're just it's just you're just put at ease. You're in, you're in a simpler version of reality where we're not we're not obsessed with celebrity and getting clicks and putting our thoughts out there and getting attention and being validated we just want to tell you about arby's you know this guy is kind of like the down home ken burns yeah like community college ken burns that's what this is this is a a guy who's retired who's always liked movies and documentaries and he's like you know what i'm gonna do today i'm gonna sign up at this local community college for a videography class I mean, this is Ken Burns if, like, on the day that he was about to, like, do his first documentary, his, he was, he was the, the, the first thing that he did to make it big, whatever that, whatever Ken Burns' first, like, big documentary was, on that day, as he was about to go into the editing room and cut it, start cutting it together, he just got really hungry. <laughs> I'll just go for some Arby's right now. And then this is what, this is what happened, and then his whole career just shifted in another direction. Cheaper. Arby sold his sandwich, making it something um, special. It was 69 cents. Not only the size, but of course the price was different. Um, Arby's building design was designed after a Conestaga wagon. Its interior was large and roomy, allowing customers to be able to eat in or dine outside on the patio, as you see pictured there or in the car. The Arby's logo was in keeping with the Western theme and was designed by Gloria Raffle, uh, the wife of Forrest Raffle to be exact. Uh, the Arby's neon sign was made by a local sign company, the Penske Sign Company. It was made to look like a cowboy's 10-gallon hat. Here's some Arby facts if you didn't know. <laughs> Arby's opened his first franchise in Akron in 1965. Arby's was sold in 1976 for $18 million to the RC Cola Company. There's that logo I told you. Oh my god, RC Cola owns Arby's? Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> it, was, it was started in Boardman, Ohio, and it's owned by RC Cola? Arby's introduced its curly fries in 1988, originally called the Curly Q Fries. In 1979, late 79, Arby's moved his corporate headquarters. Oh my God, look at that fucking photo. <laughs> um, 
Georgia, just outside Atlanta. Arby's is the second largest sandwich chain in America. There's that Conestoga wagon, the roof design, the original roof design. Oh my God. Arby's was uh, started in Boardman, Ohio. It was eventually purchased by the RC Cola Company, and uh, a large percentage of stock in the company is owned by Ken Bone. You know that that guy, that undecided <laughs> voter from the 2016 election with the red sweater? He he, own, he owns a, a significant portion of the company. What is Ken Bone doing these days? What is what is Ken Bone up to? I don't know. <laughs> let's let's do a little quick search. Ken Bone, man. That's so funny. Um, Ken Bone has 156,000 followers on Twitter, and he just tweeted one day ago, four years ago, I blocked Ricky Berwick because every time he replied to any of my tweets, I'd get a bunch of troll followers, like this one in this thread. Yesterday, I saw that he was blocked and retweeted about it. Now they're back. Twitter is a cesspool. <laughs> Before that, he had not tweeted anything for two weeks. Oh, here's one. Um, he's tweeting a photo of his living room. He's got a he's got a nice living room. Uh, he he read he he read the Andrew Yang book forward notes on the future of our democracy by Andrew Yang. Tweeted photos of that. So he's out here. He's on Cameo, dude. He's on Cameo. Yeah, my my uh, my friend my 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 friend Joey used to do a podcast called Twenty Five Minutes of Silence, where it was the the podcast was he would get guests on and then they would just sit in silence for twenty five minutes. And he had Ken Bone on the show, and obviously there there was no interesting information given because it was literally just them sitting in silence on Zoom for twenty five minutes. Man, that sounds like a nightmare. I guarantee you that Ken Bone loves Arby's. I think he does too, which is not a positive. <laughs> I don't I don't think Ken Bone is the one that's going to fucking <laughs> sway me to thinking Arby's is good. He's also the guy that has a fucking pregnancy fetish and refu- refers to women who are pregnant as sexy submarines. Where's the lie? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's to, that's not my bag, but I'm glad that that's happening, I guess. I don't know. So anyway, that was that weird fan-made pseudo-documentary about the history of Arby's. There's 10 whole minutes of it, and we got through about two and a half. I don't think we need to listen to the rest of it. Let's 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 look at this real quick. So this this is what the Arby's in Roswell, New Mexico looks like. And it's it, th- this is literally the same exact window painting that it had when I was a kid. This is from th- this is from 2014. This is the exact same window painting. I don't know if they touch it up and they repaint it or something, but this is what the window painting had when I was a kid. They have to touch that up. Yeah, it's uh, it's on the on the little like glass windows of the front of the Arby's. It says "Welcome Aliens," and then it has like pictures of aliens holding up uh, signs that say "We love Arby's." And this is not. Uh, I'm I, I'm just doing a cursory glance here. This is they've changed the sign. So this is apparently what the sign looks like now. And it's just an Arby sign, and then underneath the Arby's sign, the logo or whatever, it just has a little thing that says "Aliens Welcome" with a little picture of an alien waving. But that's not what it looked like when I was a kid, and I don't know if I can pull up an older picture of it. But what it used to be was there was a there was a UFO crashed into the top of the hat uh, of the top of the hat. Oh wow, there's like a sculpted a sculpted flying saucer yeah it was yeah well i mean it, no it was it wasn't a sculpted 3d one it was like a flat thing but it was 
the 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 UFO was crashed into the side of the of the hat. But now they've changed it. This is a new sign. They can tell that this is like an updated Arby's sign. The UFO's gone and then they just have a sign underneath that says aliens welcome. And then a bunch of photos from the TV show Roswell. Yep, which I read that whole book series when I was a kid and watched that show and I was like this is nothing like Roswell. We don't have nightclubs here. <laughs> This is nothing like Roswell. Where's the meth? Yeah, seriously. So the first restaurant opened in Boardman, Ohio, just outside of Youngstown in 1964. They only served uh, beef sandwiches, roast beef sandwiches, potato chips, and soft drinks. During the 1970s, though, Arby's expanded to close to 50 different restaurant locations. During this time, it created several new menu items, including the beef and cheddar that's that's what i right direct eye contact the whole time uh jamoka jamoka shakes chicken sandwiches curly fries and their two signature sauces the arby's sauce and the horsey sauce Mm, you're gonna have you're gonna listen dave listen listen you're gonna take you're gonna get you're gonna get two beef and cheddars you're gonna carefully open up the that foil wrapping you're going to flatten out the wrapping down on the table you're going to have the sandwich there you're going to have one dollop of rb sauce one dollop of horsey sauce and you're going to alternate bite by bite alternate between the two i don't want this i don't i don't want this at all eventually the baked potato was added to the menu in 1985 and then the coming of the big transition curly fries were introduced as curly q fries in 1988 delicious oh the year i was born dave i was christened i was i was i was a i was the avatar for the curly cues. I my being was just a personification of the deliciousness of the curly fries at Arby's. Calcified into a human being. I was I was brought screaming into this earth, covered in Arby sauce, not blood. Again, disgusting. And I would like to ask what the fuck was going on with your mom that she was spewing Arby's sauce. That's not that's not healthy. That's not good. She was she was eating Arby's every day of her, every day for my entire pregnancy. For the entire pregnancy, she was ate, ate Arby's every single day. Yeah, but she shouldn't be leeching Arby's sauce out of her womb. It was an immaculate birth. I I was in. She was inseminated <laughs> by Arby's. Does Arby's have like a Ronald McDonald, the the you know the Burger King? Did they have a, a, a mascot? It's me. I'm <laughs> the mascot. <laughs> I, I I knew you were going to say that as soon as I was like, do they have a mascot thinking out loud? I was like, I know he's going to say it's me. That was, that was really satisfying. <laughs> you would make, I think you would make a good fast food mascot. I think I would, I would listen to you as long as you were selling anything other than Arby's. I feel yeah, like, I, I, I feel like you. I would make the best mascot slash spokesperson for Arby's. Better than any of the other ones, because it's like there's a level of bias going on where it's like, yeah, of course, the Burger King is going to fucking tell you his burgers are good. He, his whole kingdom's economy runs on these burgers. If he if you stop buying the burgers, then then, you know, his whole the whole system breaks down. Eventually, the peasants in the streets are going to be just racked with poverty. They're going to revolt against the elite uh, monarchy. And then eventually you have the Burger King in the gallows having his head chopped off by these angry citizens. Like, of course, he's going to be out there pushing the burgers. Ronald McDonald, 
He's he's the he's the fucking joker. He's anarchy. He doesn't care. He's just like, yeah, little kids eat these burgers. I don't give a fuck. My best friend is a giant purple piece of shit. But I would be out there being like, listen, I don't even eat meat. I'm a vegetarian. And even I'm telling you that this is quality. When was the last time that you ate Arby's? Uh, like, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Not, and not the French fries, the actual sandwich. When was the last time you ate an Arby's sandwich? I'm pretty sure the last time I had Arby's, uh, proper, there could have been a time after, uh, but I think it was really like when I was younger, when I, when I was, like when I was a kid. So you're saying, just let me, I just want to make sure that I get the through line of this discussion crystal clear. You're saying that me at whatever, let's just say 20, me at 20, it was not capable of properly evaluating a piece of food while you at age nine definitely were. That's what you're saying. I vividly, I can taste it in my mouth right now. I vividly remember the taste. But you're saying that at age nine, you were more mature and had a better understanding of what good food was. It's not. A, no, 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 no. It's not about being more mature. It's not about having a better understanding. It's about having a more open mind. <laughs> <laughs> you you think that you were more open to possibilities as a nine-year-old than I was at of course, 20. As a, as a wide-eyed, optimistic nine-year-old versus a cynical, jaded <laughs> college kid <laughs> looking for trouble in this world. Don't you think usually when people are in college, they're trying to experience new things, they're looking around, they're trying to explore, develop their identity, where especially straight white dudes, when they're little kids, always have weird fucking manias about food. They're always like, mm, I don't want to eat rice because rice looks weird. I was never like that. I, I'm, I'm the opposite of a picky eater. Do you remember... <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad telling this story, but I don't feel too bad because <laughs> this episode is pretty thin. So I need to have something to shoot the shit about. Do you remember when we worked together? I know you do, but bear with me. Do you remember when we worked in the office together and you hired a person who was a little bit younger than us to work in our department? Do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? Of course I do. <laughs> do you? Okay. So I'm going to tell the story. When Andrew and I worked together at, in an office at a media company, Andrew was the head of the department and he had hired a young teenager YouTuber who had grew his, his social media pages and specifically his YouTube pages to be very successful, whatever, hundreds of thousands of followers, subscribers, whatever. One of the, one of the, one of the biggest managerial mistakes I've ever made. He hired this kid who lived in New York and he offered him a job at the company that we worked at. The kid flew out and move, was going to move across the country to Los Angeles to start his life working at this media company, right? He was tired of he was tired of the constant copyright issues he was running into with his YouTube channel and he just wanted to like get a real job basically. Yeah. So, the first day this kid was in the office, and by kid I mean literal kid. Like, I don't think of us as old, but we're, I'm not going to even speak for you. You are an adult. I'm basically an adult. I can sort of get around, right? I can kind of be professional when I need to be. 
this kid was he had just turned 19 but he really just turned like 16 no he re- he really just turned not the nine the, the version the straw man nine-year-old you were just describing that's he just turned that he really did and so every was it monday or tuesday it's been so long since we've been in the office i don't even remember anymore there was one day in the office a week where we were given a, a lunch right which was really really cool it was a fun thing to work in this media company and you get you know, whatever, uh, this Monday or Tuesday or whatever, it's fucking taco day. And this day it's Chinese food day. And this day we're fucking having uh, Peruvian food or whatever. I don't know, whatever. And the day that he had showed up, his first day, which I think was a Monday, but it might have been a Tuesday. Um, we were having Chinese food and we were standing in line. And, you know, I love Chinese food. I fucking love Chinese food. So I'm like just doing my happy dance. And I also love like shitty Chinese food, like the Americanized not authentic like panda express like this shit is filled with sodium chinese food like i i love that he's just, he's just, he's just coated in orange chicken sauce right now i really am yeah and uh so we're waiting in line you know our, our department was on a different floor than everybody else so we came down and it was all of us kind of editors and uh video writer people standing in line and we're you know all making small talk or whatever and i'm trying to get to know the new kid and so i'm like so insert new kid near name here where uh where are you from and he's like oh i'm from new york oh that's cool that's cool man my family's from there you can say um, his name jake paul <laughs> no, but honestly this guy was just like a shitty unsuccessful jake paul like yeah he really was <laughs> so we're, we're 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 standing in line you know and our whole little department is you know being nice and talking to him or whatever and he's like oh what are we having for lunch or whatever and i was like i, I don't remember what today is Oh, wait, no, I do. It's it's Chinese food. We're having Chinese food today. And he, the, like, blood drained <laughs> from his face. He was like, what? And I was like, yeah, we're having Chinese food, you know, fucking, well, I, I don't know. It was like the standard stuff, like orange chicken and beef and broccoli and veggies and rice and stuff. And he looked really scared. And one of the editors in our department turned to him and she goes, what, have you ever, you've had Chinese food before, right? And he goes, no. And it wasn't just a no. It was like the no of a man on death row. Yeah, going to the gallows. <laughs> yeah. He was like, no, <sighs> no. So we get up there and, you know, everything's laid out in catering dishes and you just get your little plate and your chopsticks or your fork or whatever. And you're like scooping like, oh, I'm gonna have a scoop of rice. I'm gonna have some veggies. I'm gonna have some orange chicken. I'm gonna have some fucking wontons, whatever. And so I'm going to town, baby. Like, I uh I love a free meal and I especially love a free meal where there's a bunch of other people eating so I'm not going to be judged and I just like on the days that we got given free lunch I just wouldn't eat the rest of the day because I would just like pile food on that plate just just dump food onto it cuz I am I'm so used to being poor that whenever there's free food I turn into like somebody from the great depression where i'm just like this is our last meal ever we must eat it all now yeah, you're just you're just you're fagin the jew you're just like you've got like a bunch of little kids who you've like hired <laughs> to like come in. <laughs> i'm just like i'm just like put i've got I'm, i wear like uh i wear like giant trench coats that have pockets in them and i'm just like fisting wontons <laughs> into the fucking pockets and i'm just like i'm just taking curry sauce and putting it i just yeah it's i just i love chinese food but i also uh chili sauce i meant chili sauce i i love chinese food but also i was like half just like horribly being rude and like dumping shit on my plate and half like looking at this kid who was right behind me and he had taken a plate 
and was like hands trembling like yeah. trying to decide if you like this is my new life this is my new life <laughs> and he was like looking at the rice like it was something from an alien world <laughs> he was looking at it like he just like you might as well have just told him this is the brains of some otherworldly creature like it was he was so confused and i was just like mesmerized by this because it's it's rice it's not that i don't they don't have rice in new york like what the fuck and so he like basically he only put i think he put like green beans and fortune cookies on his <laughs> on his plate he didn't he didn't put anything on it really and so we're all we all go back to the elevator to go upstairs and I kind of was just like, uh, yeah, so fortune cookies, huh? And he was just like, yeah, I just, just really like fortune cookies. And I was like, ah, that is not true, baby boy. <laughs> that is not true. Everyone just immediately so, so immediately hated that guy. <laughs> when he came in, they were just like, who the fuck is this? I think it was just a combination of like just that he was he did not fit in from a culture perspective at all and also he was just so young that i think everybody was just immediately resentful of like who's this fucking teenager who's just coming in at like the my level as like a fucking child who has no experience and is just gonna like work with us and they everyone just hated him so much which was like not unwarranted like it was a little bit of it was just like guys come on like give him a chance but like also like he was a ridiculous person and then and then it was really funny because it was basically like after lunch we were all in the office you know and like our our office was really fun like you specifically were really good at kind of like making the environment be one where it was like okay there's playtime and then there's work time and there's a good mixture of both, right? Like, there's times where we're all sitting around shooting the shit. There's times where we're talking about movies or joking around. But then there's also, like, this is a workplace and you, editor person, need to go do your job. And you, writer person, need to go do your job. And we're going to now work. And after lunch, he because he had come in a little bit later in the day. He was meeting other people in the company or something. So in the beginning of the day, we had all had our, we're all fucking around joking or having conversations time. And he came in at lunch, we ate lunch, and then everybody went into work mode where we all got quiet and we had our headphones on and we were typing or editing or doing what we had to do. And he was sitting catty corner from me and I like glanced over at him and he looked like he was in detention. Like it was dawning on his face like, oh, this is what a job is. Like, we're going to sit in silence all day and work. <laughs> it, was, it was so, it was such a disaster. It was such a disaster. <laughs> and like, I should have known from the very beginning. I mean, on like, obviously, if, it, if it's, if you can't tell from just the context so far, like the reason why I hired him was because of this experience he had with like personally building and growing a YouTube channel. And we were looking for somebody to like sort of, help with our youtube stuff and i was like i just want to find like some kid who's just like fucking not some person that works at some company that like has done youtube before because they always exaggerate their experience and also they have all this help from other people and you know a lot of the way that people that companies grow youtube channels is through like paid growth so 
these people that come in and say they have YouTube experience, like they don't really actually, they just like have like, they have like YouTube experience on training wheels. I want to find some kid who just like started their own YouTube channel and grew it to millions of followers just by themselves. So that was like the impetus of this, but I should have known that it was going to be a disaster from the very beginning because we did the, when we did the interview with him, I did it. I mean, I had talked to him on the phone, but whenever we did the, 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 the zoom actual interview, cause he's over in New York, we sit down, open the computer. It was like, it was like a, an SNL sketch. It was like, it was like a Paul Mo- or not a Paul Mooney, a uh, Kyle. It was like a Kyle Mooney SNL sketch. He, cause he's a kid. And you can, as soon as I saw him, the whole narrative just like appeared in front of my mind. Like I saw everything that led to this moment because he gets on the Zoom call. He's in a closet. (laughs) He's got, he's got like a button up shirt on and then the tiniest bow tie that man has ever devised. (laughs) There's no bow tie that's ever been smaller than this. This comedically small bow tie. And then he, he, you can tell that he has, there's a computer off to his right and he has headphones that are plugged into it and he's wearing the headphones to, to hear. And you can tell that like the computer is far enough away because the headphones are just like, there's no slack. They're just, the headphones are coming out of his ear and then just to the right. (laughs) There's, there's zero slack. They're just, they're just, they're, they're taut between his ear and whatever the source is where they're plugged in. And the whole time he's like wrestling with the, 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 the pull of the headphones where he's like, he's like in some situation where the chair is like just far enough away from the computer where he's kind of like in this weird, awkward position where if he moves his head, he'll rip the headphones out of the jack. But like he wants to have the headphones on. So he's like doing this balancing act through the whole interview of like trying to like not pull the headphones out, not move his head, not make any sudden movements, but stay where he is to where you can see him in the in the webcam. So he's just like doing this the whole interview with this tiny bow tie. And we do the interview and then it ends. And I just start laughing out loud. And I'm like, that was one of the top 10 most ridiculous things I've ever been involved with. And I should have known then. I was like, this is going to be a disaster. The The interview itself was like a fucking comedy sketch. This is going to be bad. Why did you why did you keep hiring? Why did you say yes then if, if that was that crazy? Just the allure. I mean, he it was it was a combination of what the experience that he brought to the table. And then I had him do like an assignment where I was like, look at all of these ideas and come up with some thumbnails for them and come up with like what your title would be and the the work he sent back was solid i was like yeah this guy does know what he's doing um and that's that's rare to find uh, you know with i have extensive experience with like creating and growing youtube channels and other social media channels and it's very easy for me to recognize when somebody is bullshit just by looking at their work and hearing what their perspective is on things. And so I saw him and I was like, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Like he's legit. Um, so it really was just like the, the allure of that of like this guy built his own YouTube channel and like he knows what he's talking about. I've seen the work. I've seen the receipts. And uh, so, yeah, so I, against my better judgment, just from a culture perspective, I did that. And it was and it was like it was a, it was a validation of like, yeah, l- listen to listen to your every, anytime you're ever going to hire somebody and you're having those like thoughts at the back of your mind of like this isn't going to be a good fit. Like 
you need to go with those instincts. The funniest thing that uh, I was just gonna say the the funniest thing about all of this is how it ends because so he was there for that day and he his mom had bought had helped him buy an apartment and they had shipped his his car I think he had a jeep yeah he had like a, he had like a big like he was he was a he was rich he was like a rich kid he's like he lived in upstate New York his parents were rich he lived with his parents he had like a giant like utility jeep that he drove shipped out from New York and so you know he was he was in LA for a day or two days prior to coming in for that first day of work he worked with us for a day and then the next morning <laughs> do you want to tell this or should i is it better if you tell it no go ahead go ahead so then the next morning we hear <laughs> we hear that he's gotten into a car accident and that he's moving back to new york <laughs> <laughs> he got into a fender bender his like immediately after the first day of work he got into a fender bender in his Jeep, and then he was just like, nope, cancel it all. Moving back to New York, I can't, I quit. The only other thing he did while he was in California, after I'm sure they, you know, canceled the lease on his apartment that his mom got for him or whatever, was that he had never eaten a hamburger before. And so he recorded a video of himself eating in and out, out burger for the first time. And it was like an alien had landed on Earth. <laughs> Yeah, we were like, because he had a YouTube channel and he did vlog. So we were like, we were like tracking his life after that. Like after that happened, we would just watch his videos and he ate. He did the video where he was the reaction video to trying in and out and he took takes a bite and he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like he's literally acting like that. And not, oh, my God, like it's in and out. It's the best thing ever. It's like humans like this. Dare, dare I try to look this up? Because I, I don't even know. I don't remember his name. Tyler. It was Tyler something. I can't even remember what his name was. Tyler. Fuck. What was his name? And he had a. He had a. He had a. A channel that was built all around Minecraft, and it got deleted. And he like posted a bunch of videos that were like low key. Oh my god, this dude is suicidal. Yeah, I, I wish I could remember his name to try to see if we could find that in and out video. Because it's like. We're not exaggerating. I mean, we're not even doing it justice, like how ridiculous his reaction was. But he just ended up becoming like a, a meme in the office of like, and, and part of me was just like, I just felt really like embarrassed because I was like, man, like these, these people just hated him so much. And now he's just an office joke. And it's like the un, the unspoken truth is like, I hired this guy. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was definitely a bit for a long time. Um, hold on. Let me see if this is him. Nope. This is a different. Tyler that was a Minecraft dude. Hmm. Yeah, I have no I have no way I could even I just googled Tyler Minecraft YouTuber and it was a different guy. Yeah. I don't damn man. This was just so funny to me. It was so funny to me. Fuck. All right. I guarantee you one thing though. He 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 had that reaction to fucking In and Out Burger. I guarantee you that he never had Arby's. Way to pull it back in, baby. <laughs> In 1984, the Arby's gang met the villain they unfortunately couldn't overcome with tasty beef and a gigantic cowboy hat logo. 
Victor Posner. What does this guy look like? Victor Posner. What is what is what does this guy look like? Uh, he looks like he looks like a legendary Hollywood director who made like some of the most formative works that shaped our vocabulary of filmmaking, but that like they were also super racist. <laughs> Uh, he looks like the type of guy who, you know, he looks like, he looks like Sumner Redstone. Yeah, he does. I mean, to a certain degree, it's just like he's an old, they just all, all old guys look kind of the same. Yeah. Um, so Victor Posner was of, uh, Russian and Jewish descent and was born in Baltimore. He was one of the pioneers of the, in air quotes, hostile takeover business practices, um, he would basically buy up companies and buy up stock in companies and then strip them from their for their resources and sell everything off dirt cheap just like basically draining liquidity from companies who was the who was the guy who also was like that but he just wasn't good at it oh the dad of uh what's his face uh uh square jaw machine gun instagram influencer oh yeah 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 uh dan dan bilzerian yeah his yeah, it's it's he's a more successful version of Dan Bilzerian's father. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so hold on one second, fucking son of a bitch. Um, yeah, so he's like a more successful. He's the action. He's who Dan Bilzerian's dad wanted to be. So in 1984 alone, Victor Posner bought Axia Incorporated, Evans Products, RC Cola, a Texas grapefruit grove, and you guessed it. Arby's, which got put underneath RC Cola. So RC Cola basically owned Arby's. Um, and he obtained it in a, in a hostile takeover from its then parent company, the Royal Crown, um, through his company, the, uh, through his company, DWG Corporation. Although, although in this case, the, the, the hostile takeover was essentially just, Hey guys, I'm taking this company. And then uh, Forrest and Leroy were just like, oh, I guess, I guess you got to do what you got to do. It, it, it's a sad day, but what are we, what are we going to say? All right, here's, here's the key. Here's the, here's the stencil for the hat. Over the next nine years, our boy Victor Posner ran Arby's into the ground. Eventually a PepsiCo exec, Don Pierce, uh, was brought into, in air quotes, resurrect Arby's. And he was given $100 million in funding by the parent companies uh, to basically rehabilitate Arby's and make it a player again in the fast food space. $100 million in blood money to betray his Pepsi roots and go to the RC Cola side? Yeah, pretty much. And Pierce, Pierce moved in with a new, basically like a high concept for the business. At this point, 1996, Boston Market was a, a huge booming business model. This kind of like upscale fast food, right? Like fast food plus. Um, and they wanted Arby's to emulate that business model with a new marketing campaign that they coined Roast Town. The cut above Arby's begins with a new look, which includes an updated sign, paint in contemporary colors. This is a franchisee video that was sent to all of the people who owned Arby's in order for them to upgrade their Arby's to be roast town appropriate. We bring the look out of the 1970s, especially with competition expanding all around us with brand new store. The investment required to update the restaurant varies by store. Okay, so this is this is actually when they uh, the roast town might have failed but this is when they changed from the old version of the sign 
that you kind of see in vintage photos where it's like a big uh, giant hat and then inside of the hat it says Arby's roast beef sandwich is delicious to the version of the sign that we're all familiar with. It's existed since, you know, before we were born and, you know, into the 90s whenever we were growing up. This is when that change happened. Remodeled through the years will have less of investment to make as their units are more closely matched to the evolution of the brand. We tried a large remodel program like Kennedy 4 to a new pinnacle that cost us nearly a half a million dollars. And we tried a reduced investment plan with exterior construction costs below 50000 Whatever remodeling the unit requires, the updated building must reflect on the outside that a new cut-above dining experience is offered on the inside. The largest improvement for cut-above Arby's is expanding the menu. The goal is to build on a roast beef strength and create a cut-above roasted meat restaurant. This is so boring. Got that roast beef strength! Specialty sandwiches <laughs> are produced on fresh baked breads. We bake these breads right in front of customers. <laughs> he said that with like he said that with like a sexual excitement. We've added a line of roasted meat sandwiches. Roast chicken, roast turkey, roast ham. This line has been so successful. Why is everything roasted? That's their thing, man. Roast. But why is it all just roast and why is it like hamburger buns with sandwich experiences. Like, why can't it just be like normal bread? Oh, uh, I don't know, Dave. Uh, why do people innovate? In a large basket. The cut above menu offers appetizers like you see in mid-scale restaurants, such as jalapeno poppers and onion petals. Restaurants sell similar appetizers, but Arby's is the only place customers can get the appetizers they crave served fast. So they they offer appetizers. As we move to more upscale clientele, we also offer sides in addition to homestyle fries, like real mashed potatoes, crunchy coleslaw, and pasta salad. We've built an Arby's sauce equity to include a sauce bar. A sauce bar? Ooh. Offers onion petal sauce. Onion petal sauce? And atomic horsey sauce. It's the ultimate in custom food. Yeah, see, this is this is just this is too big. This is They, they went too big with this. You yeah. Gotta, you gotta keep it, it's keep much it too simple. Big. At our units in Toledo, the drive-thru has also been re-engineered to be more friendly. On any given day, half of our customers never enter our stores. They visit the drive-thru. To be successful, we must ensure that our drive through customers' experiences are as good as those of our dine-in clientele. Consumer research told us that our drive through customer is demanding in three areas. Does it just me or does this guy sound like he's like smiling? Like he's like kind of like laughing in between takes. You can hear the smile. To bring the decision process early. He's just so excited about Roast Town. This is his idea. He's very passionate about this. The backline crew wears headsets to hear large orders early before they hit PO. He's just describing a drive-thru. In order to meet our drive-thru customers' needs, we did the bare minimum of what a drive-thru is. We have headsets on so we can hear them talk. To introduce the new Arby's idea, we put together some quick and inexpensive advertising. 
Oh my god. It's the janitor from Scrubs in this in this ad for Arby's. Buns bake fresh daily. We got the janitor from Scrubs to be in our commercials. Wait, no, I wasn't supposed to say that. That show doesn't exist yet. Uh, forget I said anything. Delete this. Nobody can know about the Arby's sauce's ability to create precogs. I guess that's how they make up for some pretty unexciting food. Oh, fuck yeah. We opted for better food, like slow-roasted chicken, ham, and turkey, buns baked fresh daily, tasty new appetizers and sauces, even better desserts. And maybe we'll just stick to better food. Come to Arby's Roast Town. It's better than where you're eating. See, that's the true failure. The true failure of Roast Town is that nobody is going to go for that self-deprecating bullshit. You don't shit on your legacy. Because people people love Arby's. They're not going to be down with your shit if you're going to come in with your highfalutin, pretentious bullshit of like, our food used to suck, but then we made it better. It's like, you're 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 shitting on the Arby's fans. You're over promising and inevitably under delivering because really how much better is it going to be with a fucking name like Roast Town? And you're coming off like a fucking arrogant prick. The Roast Town concept received poor marks in market tests and quickly was discontinued. Pierce and his team left the company and sold all of its 354 company owned locations to RTM Restaurant Group an existing Arby's media franchise, for $71 million. Yeah, some real fucking experts that understand the appeal of Arby's. They know how to handle the franchise. They know what people want out of an Arby's experience, and they're going to bring that experience to creating a quality Arby's franchise. This this actually this actually reminds me of uh, <laughs> this, this Roast Town thing. Uh, it's funny because it reminds me of... Um, so... You know, I, 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 as, as I've, we've talked about before on this very episode, I grew up in Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, but I also lived in a, a town called Bakersfield, California, um, which is a, a fairly large city right above Los Angeles. It's about an hour and a half away. And it is like this weird, uh, hyper conservative oasis in the middle of California. Um, and it is like, it's, it's like a, it's like a, a, a town straight out of like a combination of the South and the Midwest, just like plucked out of the middle of the country and plopped into California. And for whatever reason, because of that, because of the, how large it is and because of the, this demographic of it, that it's like this very like middle American town, Bakersfield happens to be a test market for like everything. So we in living in Bakersfield uh in in high school and beyond, basically Bakersfield gets like all of these experimental things that nobody else sees because they'll just companies will just test things and will get them and then if they're a failure, then like they just never see the light of day. So like I I didn't live there when this happened. I was this was in the 90s and I wasn't living in Bakersfield, but I heard I found out from friends that in the in like the late 90s or so, uh for instance, like M- McDonald's had spaghetti. Ugh, really? And uh just random stuff like that. Just random like random products and random stores that are just weird 
And then like usually just nobody else ever knows about them. And one of them, another example of something that actually did go out beyond Bakersfield, we were the first uh, city to get those Dorito tacos from Taco Bell. Oh, yeah, totally. And then those actually did get catch on and become popular and they became a thing that everybody knew about. But we were the very first people to have them. Um, But in the in the late 2000s, around like 2007, 2006 or seven, mid to late 2000s, uh, all of basically Jack in the Box did this exact thing. They tried to like level up. What is it called? Like uh, Jack jack of all trades a jack of i don't know i'm trying that's to- that's actually much better but it was called it was called the jbx grill and every jack-in-the-box in town rebranded as the jbx grill all the locations had this complete rebuild and refurbish and basically what the jbx grill was was it was a fast casual experience that was like a starbucks but it was a burger restaurant so you basically would go in and it was it looked like a, the inside of a Starbucks. It was like this low lighting. There was like couches and like these padded chairs with tables. You could sit down, read books or get out your computer and work on it. There was a fireplace with an actual functioning fire. What? In a in a jack in the box? Yeah. And but the I mean, the but the buildings were like they were like fancy. They were like. It was like a a little hipster like hangout spot or whatever, and then the and then the the menu was like expanded to be like higher quality. So it was like it was kind of like the roast town thing where it was like higher quality versions of food that was like a cut above um, fast food. And uh, yeah, I mean it failed horribly. It obviously never left Bakersfield, and they ended up so they turned all the JBX grills back into Jack in the Boxes. But they essentially just like the 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 renovations were left. They just had these places that looked like this and they just, you know, they got rid of all the furniture and stuff like that. And they just turned them into more regular, normal jack in the boxes. They put the tables and chairs back in the menu went back to normal. But then they just had these fireplaces and they filled them with little jack heads like the, the fireplace. They put like a they put like a clear plastic covering over it. And then they just filled them with little tiny jackheads. So if you go, if you go to Baker's, I mean, maybe, maybe at this point they might've eventually like redone them or whatever. But, uh, as far as I know, if you go to Bakersfield and you go to a Jack in the box and you're like, why is there a fireplace in it with like filled with little Jack bobbleheads? That's why. That's so weird. Through the rest of the 90s and into the 2000s, Arby's continued to slide into an abyss of nothingness until eventually an investment group that had recently bought up Wendy's bought Arby's and renamed the and renamed themselves the Wendy's Arby's Group in 2010 and then eventually just the Wendy's Company. A few more rights deals and investment flops took place until 2017 when a now separated Arby's bought all of Buffalo Wild Wings and changed their name to Inspire Brands. The fuck is going on? This is this this is this is just a fast food gangbang. Like what the hell is happening? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, really weird. So, that's uh that wraps up our Arby's episode. That kind of takes you through the 
the ins, the outs, and the nitty gritty of Arby's. It does not wrap up the Arby's episode because this is going to immediately transition to you eating an Arby's sandwich. (laughs) I don't know if I can do it. We'll see. Maybe it'll transition. Maybe it won't. I see the Arby's sign and it's on the wrong side of the fucking street. I don't know how the fuck we're getting in there. Mm, Those crimson hat folds. (laughs) Oh, God. I can't believe you're this opposed to this. I do not want to do this shit. Fuck. Alright, what's the best way? Nope, can't go in there. That's that classic RB sign, too. There's so many words on that sign. 1960s version. You know how you know it's bad? Because they need, they feel the need to use 70 words to try and convince you to eat there. I mean, they, 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 you know, they simplified it for the new one. This one isn't used. Arby's roast beef sandwich drive through is delicious. You know what McDonald's sign says? McDonald's. <laughs> oh, God, fuck me. All right, what am I getting? All right, you're going to get, you're going to get a, okay, so you're going to get. Thank you. Originally, I was gonna say you're gonna, you should get a beef and cheddar, and a big Montana, but I was thinking like, I don't know if you're gonna want to eat two full sandwiches. I really don't. <laughs> so that being said, you're probably gonna, you're gonna want to get a beef and cheddar. Wait, is that what it's called? It's called a beef and cheddar, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're gonna, you're gonna want to get a beef and cheddar. You're gonna want to get an order of the curly fries, and then. But I'm gonna get an order of the curly fries and an order of the. I don't even see them on there. Those like potato wedge things. They get rid of those. I don't see them. I just see old dirty nuggets. So you want me to do? Weird. Yeah, just get yeah two do, two curly fries. Two curly fries and then a, a, beef, a, a beef and cheddar and also get the get an order of the jalapeno bites. Okay. Okay, I'm ready to order. All right. What would you like? May I please have a beef and cheddar sandwich? All right, a beef cheddar sandwich. This sandwich. Yes, please. All right. And then two orders of curly fries and. What's up? Um, medium. Alright, so two, uh, two medium curly fries. And a, an order of jalapeno bites. Alright, what size? Three or eight. Just what? Three or eight? We uh, have three. A, a five piece and an eight piece jalapeno. Oh, oh. F- five is good. Five, please. Five, alright. And just to make sure that I got the order correct, you said you wanted a, uh, beef and cheddar classic, just a sandwich, two medium curly fries, a small jalapeno bite. Yes, thank you. Alright. And your bill will come up to 16.60. Thank you very much. Why? Why are you so dreading this? Uh, uh, look at this. I'm running certain boot. Oh my god. Like what guy wearing a giant hat like murdered your family when you were a kid? Thank you. Uh, I'm from Arizona. That's everybody there. <laughs> Here you go. Thank you. No problem. I'm so stressed out right now. Oh. This is insane. What if I start crying? <laughs> I mean, at this point, I kind of feel like I wouldn't be surprised. You're, you're, having, <laughs> you're having such an emotional reaction to this. I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm going to start crying. I feel like I'm going to cry now, even before it comes out. Just the fear of it overwhelming me. Well, you're going to be crying tears of joy once you take that first bite. <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm, having, I'm having a panic attack right now. Oh, my God. I can't see. I'm, there's swirling sparks, but each of the little sparks is just a little tiny cowboy hat. <laughs> You're being, you're being just triggered to like a blocked out memory where you like almost drowned in a in a tub of beef and cheddars as a kid. The, the out of the darkness, curly fries are spiraling up towards me and pulling me down. 
like tendrils yeah they're grabbing around your feet and pulling yeah. you further into the darkness yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god look at how happy those people look in there they're like we're gonna get to Arby's I don't think that that's the case all of those people are being held there by gunpoint <laughs> there's a small man hunkered down under that with table with a huge hat <laughs> with a huge hat right. <laughs> That, that, that it's like 90% hat, 10% man. Yeah, but also 90% hat, 8% man, 2% gun. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. I'm not supposed to move, right? I'm just supposed to stay here? Oh, yeah, you would have said okay. pull up yeah. or whatever. Oh, God. Here's your order. Would you like any sauce with that? Do I want any sauce with that? Uh, yeah, can we get, can we, uh, can we do some horsey sauce and some Arby's sauce? Horsey's and Arby's? Yeah. All right, here we go. Alright, so this is, this is the jalapeno bites for old Papa Pricey. Oh, God. Please be good to me, Arby's gods. Please be good to me. Here's some curly fries there. Okay, alright. And here is the beef and cheddar. <laughs> alright, beef and cheddar. And, uh... You know, let's not, let's not, uh... Well, the curly fries aren't bad, but that's mostly because it's kind of hard to fuck up french fries. Yeah, I mean, they're just frozen things that they put in a fryer. Yeah. Hmm. I wanted these to be so revolting I wouldn't have to eat anymore. Hmm. You just, like, shove the whole thing in your mouth, unhinge your jaw. I just start spontaneously vomiting. All right. Let's fucking do it, man. Oh, God. Moment of truth. Moment of truth. Alright, All right, Dave's about to take a scrumptious bite no. into a beef and cheddar from uh. from the from the from the folded hat flaps <laughs> itself, Arby's. Uh. It's got a weird texture. Oh, it's, roast, it's roast beef. No. It is gross. Man. This is an act. I'm, this is a fucking no, act. Oh man, it's not. This is, this is gross. This is an act. Yeah, this is not my bag. Those fries aren't bad though. It's weird because it's like it's like mushy. It's like because it's like it's like thinly sliced roast beef. <laughs> have you never have you never had a roast beef sandwich? Mm-mm, not for me. You know what this is like? This is like when Tyler ate a cheeseburger for the first time. <laughs> You are having that reaction. You really are. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Much of this do I have to eat? I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't plan this far because I just assumed you would eat it and just be like, oh, this is fine because it's just a, it's just a sandwich. Yeah, I don't like this. I didn't think you would actually dislike it. I don't understand. I don't do not like this. <laughs> Seriously, how much do I have to eat of this? Can I do one more bite? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I wish I could. Oh, that was the worst bun. I wish I could eat it. I wish I could. That was the worst bite. It. it was so soggy. Mm mm. Ugh. Well, you heard it here, folks. I couldn't. I couldn't make him like Deftones, and I couldn't make him like Arby's. No, thank you. I would like to never eat that again. I've been Dave Baker, and I'm Andrew Price. This is Deep Cuts. You can find me. Uh, online at heydavebaker.com or xdavebaker on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find my books, uh, Everyone is Tulip, Fuck Off Squad, Night Hunters in comic book stores anywhere, or Star Trek Voyager 7's Reckoning in comic book stores or bookstores anywhere. Andrew, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me sitting in a car, staring across at Dave. He has a sandwich in his lap. 
slowly un- unwrapping it, laying it, laying it out in front of him. It's a it's a particularly well crafted beef and cheddar. I'm I'm helping him. I'm guiding him like like Patrick Swayze with Demi Moore and Ghost as he guides her hand across the 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 pottery wheel. I'm guiding the horsey sauce onto the wrapper, and I'm just looking at him and I'm saying, "It's okay, Dave. Nobody has to know." And then I'm watching him as he eats it bite by bite slowly. And you can also find me at dapricerights.com where you can get my book, Deadbolt AI Private Eye. You can also get Deep Cuts shirts and hats and other merch by going to deepcutspod.com and clicking on the shop or you can go to bit.ly.com slash merch. And you can get our Mystery Treehouse Investigation Agency Junior Sleuth patch by going to deepcutspod.com. It's on the front page. You can uh, join our Facebook group where we talk about episodes and make memes and other discussion by just searching for Deep Cuts Podcast Facebook group on Facebook. You can join our Discord server by going to bit.ly.com slash Deep Cuts Discord. Uh, another cool community where we talk about the episodes as well as make memes and talk about other things like movies, TV shows, etc. Um, and uh, follow us on, on Facebook and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, junior sleuths, meme chefs, this lady in the Arby's parking lot. <laughs> on the phone confirming some kind of meetup with somebody to have Arby's with them. Welcome to the special one night only Arby's <laughs> pizza, pizza, paparizza, memeritza, celebritza live from the Arby's parking lot on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, California. Wouldn't this, shouldn't this be called the Pizza Pizza Arboritza? The Pizza Pizza Arboritza Mimaritza Celebritza. Live from the Arby's parking lot on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, California. Can't believe we're here. So let's just, let's just get into it. We had, we had to switch recording devices because we ran out of memory on the recorder. So let's just let's just get into this. That's 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 why the audio sounds different. But just fuck it. Just forget it. Forget the audio quality. You're here for the meme quality. So let's look at this. Let's look at this first meme. Wait, that's not the right one. I wanted to look at a different one. The fuck. <laughs> Some, somehow my somehow got scrolled down to a different area that I wasn't. All right, here we go. So let's start off. Let's start off with a bang here. So this is from this is from Blake Marari. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. If I did, just let me know and I'll pronounce it right the next time you submit a fire meme. And this is uh this is one of those mind expansion evolution memes where everything every sequence you're you're becoming closer and closer to universal oneness so for the first one when it's just a normal human brain it says knowing each ejaculate contains three milliliters of fluid in the next one when you're there's some neurons firing off in the brain it says knowing that in each milliliter there are a hundred million sperm in the next one where there's starting to be some light that's appearing in the center of the mind the beginning of enlightenment knowing that there are one thousand one hundred eighty four thousand two hundred seventy one milliliters in a 50 gallon barrel in the next one where there's starting to be like just universal light beaming into the mind it says, knowing that in each barrel there are 18,427,100,000 sperm. And the next one, where you're just fully just like on another plane of existence, knowing that Bob Barker has produced one barrel a day since birth. The next one, where you're just like, you're in a, you are a, an existential light being that is no, lo- you are Dr. Manhattan. It says, knowing that Bob Barker is 97 and therefore has produced 35,698 barrels so far. 
And then the final one, where it's the enlightened being, but he has Bob Barker's face. It says, knowing that Bob Barker has generated... Six hundred and fifty-seven trillion eight hundred and ten billion six hundred and fifteen million eight hundred thousand individual sperm and is poised to drown the entire world in his cum. <laughs> I gotta I gotta give it up. That's a solid that's a solid like I we, we all know that I am not pro Bob Barker cum memes, but this is good. This is really good. This is really good. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go nine, not nine out of 10 pizzas. Uh, we, we don't have the sound effects cause we're in the, we're in the, uh, we're in the Arby's parking lot and we have to be very quiet because the Mr. Arby is surveilling the area. And if he hears any sudden sounds, he'll, he'll be on you like those, like those, uh, quiet place monsters. What are you giving it? Uh, I'm going to give this, I'm, I'm giving this a full 10. I'll give this 10 out of 10. This is this is the culmination. This is the culmination of all of my machinations. It's doubly funny because you know that this guy sat there and did the math. That's he, why it's that he funny. did, and I'm not even going to check it because I know it's right. Even if it's not right. Even if it's not right, it's, it's right. right. All right, uh, all right. Here's here's another one. It's that meme where somebody's finding the scroll of truth, and so it's the guy in the cave, and he's opening up this chest, and it's and it's Davy Bakes. That's it says that he is Davy Bakes, and he says, "I finally found it after 15 years." And he pulls up the scroll and says, "The scroll of truth." And then the scroll says, "Spandrew Spice is real and makes wholesome memes." And then he chucks it and goes, "Nah." We all know that Spandrew Spice is Andrew. We we all I know. I don't know why you're saying this. We all know that Spandrew Spice is Andrew. We all know it. Never in the history of this segment have you ever just randomly accused me. Oh, no, that's not true because you have you have speculated that I might be Bill, Bix, Bill Bixby's Oscar. That's true. But I you, do. I do. Sometimes. I, but you know what, though? I, do, I think you're not Bill Bixby's Oscar now because of Spandrew Spice. But never why before. Why didn't you name it something that was like, you know, more of obtuse never before have have you openly accused me of just being one of the listeners i know that you're spender you're not spender spice isn't a listener spender spice is a fucking made-up persona that you've used to circumvent and and ruin the pizza pizza paparizza memorizza celebrizza the holy institution i told you that i i retired from making memes yeah and then you circumvented that by making an alternate persona for yourself named spandrew spice this is so offensive to spandrew spice there's no You're human, just saying that he's not no real. There's no human named Spandrew Spice. Well, what, what, what are you giving this? What are you giving this? Blast special. It's the Blast special. What is the Blast special is eight and a half. Eight? Or no, no, that's, that's a Fellini. That's a Fellini. Blast, Blast special is eight. Yeah, eight. yeah, yeah. Is that right? Is it right? It's been so long. I don't. Yeah, we've, we haven't done it in so long, and I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the sound fel- effects. I give it a Fellini. I give it a Fellini. Eight Fellini, and eight and a half. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a Fellini as well. That's definitely. That's definitely there. That's definitely on the, on the level hit there. All right. So there. To put into context, around this time, somebody and I won't name names, and it's not a criticism on them. I'm not I'm not trying to try, not trying to criticize anybody. It's just a, a a fact that happened. Not angry about it. I just thought it was funny. But uh, one of the listeners specifically joined the Facebook group to tell us that they hated the pizza, pizza, paparizza, memorizza, celebrizza. Yeah. They, 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 they joined the Facebook group just to say that. Yeah. And have not posted since, which is fine. That's, I, I have, there's no grudge, no ill will there. It's not for everybody, but it's, it was funny to me that they joined just to say that. 
So, but in response to that, a couple of people uh, memed that. And so uh, Aaron Dockery created this meme, which it's a picture of a guy, which I think... That's, that's like, Jared Kiso from... Yeah, uh, from Letterkenny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, that's who I thought it was, but I wasn't 100% sure. Um, because it's from the from the back of him. You don't recognize that wonderful, wonderful ass. Well, I do, but I just I I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Um, so it's a picture of him from behind, and he's looking at a he's looking at a door. I don't even I don't know what he's doing, but he he's standing there, and the text above it says PPP MC haters be like. And then the, in the first one, he's just standing there and it says, and this has been deep cuts. And then in the second image, it says, now it's time for pizza, pizza, paparizza, mimorizza, celebrizza. And then his butt clinches, like no, <laughs> noticeably clinches. Uh, I'm into it. I'm going to give it a seven. Seven? Yeah. What? What's a seven? Is there no... I, don't, I feel like there is, but it's been so long that yeah, I don't I remember. I can't, so remember the, seven. I can't remember the names. Uh, I'm going to give this one a, I'm going to give this one a six, a six. Give it a six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Is this the next one? Yeah, I think this is the next one. Um, so at one point, Dave uploaded a picture of himself as a kid where he is wearing like a skipper hat. <laughs> it's a SeaWorld promotional hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. That's, that's what I, I had one of those too when I was a kid. I recognized it. I knew I recognized it from something. Uh, he's wearing he's wearing like a like a jean like an oversized jean jacket. It's like way too big for him. It was it was the nineties, man. Yeah, and uh, he's got this this SeaWorld hat, and he's got uh, some people that are some nineties out looking people with acid wash jeans and nineties looking crew neck sweaters, and they've got their hands on his shoulder, but you can't see who they are. And he just he posted this picture and into the group. So in response, our our boy, our very real boy. Spandrew Spice oh, God damn it. dropped his next banger. Spandrew Spice is Andrew. Okay, so this meme from Spandrew Spice, it's the picture of Dave as a kid with the SeaWorld hat on, but he's in like a some kind of like ancient Masonic looking ritual room. This is amazing. How long did this take you to make? I mean it it took me it took me 30 seconds to look at and read. I don't know about making. This is really good. Um, you should be proud of your work. I, I'm proud that I inspired this creativity in our listeners with the you know the show that we do. I didn't notice that one. There's like a is it like a monkey version of me on a tricycle? Yeah, that's really good. Uh, so it's a little it's a little kid, Dave, and he's in a he's in a robe and he's holding a knife. And then there are multiple Daves around him. There is the you think I'm going to say no, Dave. There's the old man, Dave. There is uh, there is the uh, Cruella doppelganger actor, Dave. There's the Lorenzo Baker, Dave. There is the Arby's sandwich head, Dave. And then there is the orangutan on a tri- on a tricycle, Dave. And they're all circled around the baby, Dave. And they've got their hands on his shoulder. <laughs> And they're all wearing robes. They're all wearing wearing cult robes. And <laughs> Baby Dave has got the knife pointed at Bob Barker, who is tied up with rope, and he's got a ball gag in his mouth. And you think I'm going to say no, Dave, is saying, do it, Baby Sailor Dave. You must kill him to kill the part of yourself that is holding you back. Only then can you become one of the Quantum Daves. Only then can you begin your transformation. Do it! <laughs> 
this is really solid. I'm going to give this one a nine and a half. This is really good. I'm but, impressed by the Masonic Temple background and uh, the way you fit that weird baby blurred out JPEG version of my head onto a child's Halloween costume robe. Solid. You keep saying you. I don't, I don't know how this was made. I have no, I mean, I, I could, I could reverse engineer it. Like I, I you know, I, I have, I have graphic design skills. I know I, you made this. I, I could reverse engineer how this might have been put together, but it's almost it's almost signed at the bottom. That's how that's how you this is. <laughs> I mean that that's just that's Spandrew Spice erasure, plain and simple. Uh, let's see the next one. Is this one here? Uh, this this one this one's from Michael Lindquist, and it's a picture of me. It's a picture of a person that's eating from two different boxes of pizza. And my face has been put onto the person. And one of the boxes of the pizza boxes of pizza says Spandrew's memes. And one of the boxes says Andrew's memes. And I don't understand this one. I do. It's all pizza, meaning it's all you, baby. I, you made all this shit. Why are people saying this? I don't get it. It's 100 percent you. Uh Dave, you're your Trey Thornton. A- Andrew, you know that I'm not Trey Thornton. <laughs> You know, you're very familiar with the frequency of my crackhead energy, and it is very different than Trey Thornton's meth head energy. By that same logic, I don't have an eye patch. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Maybe there is a an a, a spandrew spice. I don't believe it, but maybe there is, and maybe there's an Arby's that makes good sandwiches. God damn it! I don't know. What's your rating on this? I'm gonna go eight. I'm going to go two because I don't understand <laughs> it. It doesn't make any sense. It's not funny. It's just, it's just cruel. Um, what is this? A, we got, we got, we got our first Bill Bixby's original, a Ridge in a while. Uh, this one's from Bill Bixby's Oscar. It's like kind of like a collage looking thing, looking piece up in the, the, the upper corners of it. There's a picture of, of, uh, I think it's the, I think it's a Terry Gilliam illustration from one of the Monty Python movies. I think that's what it is. And, but my face has been put onto it and it's like, I'm wearing a crown and I've got like a flowing beard. Uh, and then in the bottom corners, there is a picture, pictures of Bob Barker. He's got pizzas floating in front of his eyes. And, and then the Kolchak, the Night Stalker with both of our faces grafted onto it, standing in front of a picture field that's two beef and cheddars, a giant snake and a Bigfoot. And what is that person in the lower right? Oh, it's just, it's just a guy. It's just like a, it's this is just, amazing. It's just some, it's some guy. It's some older guy really with a is, pipe. This really is enigmatic of uh, and representational of late period Bill Bixby's Oscar. You know, the attention yeah. to detail, the figure work. You know, you he comes from the neoclassicist um, school of meme makers. You know, true avant-garde, non-sequitur narrative structuring. You know, he really is what you might call um, the tip of the spear of the avant-garde meme movement happening within the Deep Cuts Facebook group. Yep. Above that, there's a reptilian looking guy, and then behind him is a banana. Is the banana kill guy, the banana head with like a mouth and sunglasses, and then above that is another picture of the reptilian guy, and then there's the banana guy, and then there is Dave with sunglasses on. All right, now read all these captions. And it says, "I I read that in a really weird way. I I like I read it like upside down, like from bottom to top for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but it's but the banana guy just says, "Hey." 
And then Dave says, we want to kill a guy. And then the reptilian guy says, it'll be fucking hilarious. And <laughs> you think I'm going to say no? And then Bob Barker says, good luck, shit eyes. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> 10. 10? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 10 as well. It's, what else can I say? We got one from Mike Miller. It's the it's the Predator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Carl Weathers locking hands meme. And uh, Carl Weathers' arm says Lisa, Lisa Frank, and Arnold's arm says Sherlock Holmes. And in the middle, where they clasp hands, it says Cocaine Mastery. 10. This is a 10? That's a 10. Cocaine Mastery. <laughs> That's a 10, baby. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a 9. This is this is where the in the timeline of events, this is where the, the QAnon episode started coming out. So I think the memes are gonna get much darker. Yeah. Alright, we so we got from Aaron Docker, we we got uh, quantum memes. Hoping the next meme will be the meme home. And it's just all the different quantum Daves this is an amazing in line with each other. So you've got the you think I'm gonna say no Dave up front. You've got the Lorenzo Baker Dave, you've got the old man Dave, you've got the deep cuts Dave. You've got the Chiquita Banana Dave with the with the head wrap on, which may or may not be racial appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild, man. Uh, you got the baby sailor Dave. This is like really good Photoshop work too. It looks yeah. like a Muppet Dave back here in the corner. Yeah, there's yeah, there's like a Muppet Dave or something. That one's really good. Uh, and then you've got the you got the the Cruella uh, doppelganger Dave, and then you've got the like horrifying mixture of Stephen Colbert and Dave Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy in the end? Is the guy in the end the dude from that show Love? No, you, know, you, you think it's Paul Rust? No, that's that's your face and Stephen Colbert's face deep faked together. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what this was. What is this? That's the old that's the reverse. Oh, that's the, oh yes, yes, this, yes, yes, yes. This yes. is this is this is Stephen Colbert's face deep faked onto your face. Yes. This, that one this is... is your face deep faked onto Stephen Colbert's face. <laughs> <laughs> and and whenever whenever it's whenever it's whenever it's Stephen Colbert's face deep faked onto yours, it looks like Paul Rust. Yes. When it's your face deep faked onto Stephen Colbert's face, you're an old man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is really good to me. I'm gonna go nine point five. Nine point five. This is amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go nine point five as well. This is I love this. I mean, I'm a hu- huge Quantum Leap fan. Saw Scott Bakula at a diner one time. Did you start humming? It's been a long time getting from there to here no i i I have a pretty strict policy about never like approaching celebrities or trying to talk to people in public however uh he he initiated conversation by he looked up at me and he was waving it at uh at phoenix wk Mm. and then he was like he was like your son's awesome and i was like thank you and i was like by the way quantum leap is in one of my is one of my top favorite top five favorite shows and he and he gave me one of these. <laughs> he, g- he gave me a, a a namaste prayer hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said, "Now get the fuck yeah, out of here. Now get away from me. You made a mistake talking to me in public. You piece of shit." Yeah. You should. He was like, "I only respond to people who compliment me on my appearance in the William Shatner documentary, The Captains." All right. So the next. So the next thing. So this is this is my fault a little bit, but I posted. A picture of us in the group thinking nothing of it. 
I posted a picture of Dave and I. You didn't. You really didn't think somebody was gonna fucking meme this shit. No, I didn't. I posted a picture of Dave and I being interviewed for a documentary about Richard McCaslin. Uh, we did an episode a while back. If you haven't listened to it, about Richard McCaslin, the Phantom Patriot, and we interviewed T. Krulos, who wrote the book. He literally wrote the book on Richard McCaslin and he's making a documentary on it, uh, American Madness. And he interviewed us for it. And I, and they took a picture of, of it and I uploaded the picture just being like, Oh, it's cool. We're, we're, uh, we're sitting down and doing this thing. And it was, a, it was immediately memed. Uh, and I think the memes were actually posted into the, yeah, there's 37 comments on this post. So let's see. Let's see. Where do we start? I don't like it when they post the memes in the comments because then it's hard to find. So Aaron Dockery took this picture and he put banana heads on us. That's not really a meme. That's solid though. I like that. I'm gonna go five out of ten. Five out of ten. Yeah. And there was another one. I could have sworn there was another one. And so many people were fucking commenting on that shit. Yeah. That this picture blew up for some reason. I did not expect it. Maybe maybe there wasn't. I thought there was like more memes that were done of that. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh no. That yeah. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. Um. What if I died from this Arby's sandwich right now? You're not going to die from the Arby's sandwich. But what if I did? Would you feel bad? Uh, I Honestly, I would think you were being a little melodramatic. <laughs> I'm dead and you're like, really, man? <laughs> really? <laughs> All right. So this, so this meme is, it's that comic that's used as a meme a lot where somebody's intro- welcoming somebody to heaven and being like, welcome to heaven. Here's like a really cool thing. And then the person's like, but wait. And then the person rips off their mask and it's the devil and they're actually in hell. So the guy goes, welcome to heaven. Here is our podcast collection. And then the guy looks at the stack of podcasts and he goes, but these are just deep cuts episodes about QAnon. And then the guy rips off his mask and he's set, he's Satan and they're in uh, hell. Seven. Seven. I give it a fucking one. Why? Because I've worked hard on that shit. They're not wrong though. That was my magnum opus. I thought it was Spandrew Spice's Magnum Opus. The, the QAnon series? Yeah. Didn't you write that under your pseudonym, Spandrew Spice? I am. No, it has nothing to do with me. Oh, okay. You sure? You can feel 100%. free. To, you can feel free to slip up. It's cool. You just admit, you admit your truth. God damn you. You're, you're, you're trying to trick me into, you're, you're trying to like entrap me. It's, this is full on Catherine Zeta Jones and Sean Connery. This one's from Michael Lindquist. It's that one of like the monkey giving side eyes, that monkey puppet. And in the first one, it says, me while Andrew explains how social media addiction is caused by people wa- wanting online gratification. And then in the second one, when he looks away, it says, me creating a meme to make the Deep Cuts podcast group happy, whom are all online individuals who I have never met. <laughs> 10. Yeah, that's a 10. 10. That's a 10. That might be Michael Linquist's first 10. I think it is. Yeah. Good job, Michael. That was great. <laughs> Sometimes it's the simple, man. It's you just got to play the hits. This one is from somebody named Fat Mall. Whoa. I don't even know. I don't remember that name ever popping up. I don't know if maybe they changed their name. I don't I don't recognize Fat Mall. But that's their name right now. Um and it's a picture. <laughs> It's a picture of me in an art gallery. And that's Archie Goodwin. And, it's, and with Archie Goodwin, and we're looking at a bunch of easels, and there are a bunch of memes that I've created. These are my these are my masterpieces. These are my these are my fucking championship <laughs> yeah, yeah, memes. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what secured me uh-huh. the championship of the Pizza Pizza Paparizza Memorizza Celebrates a Special. Which you definitely didn't just award to yourself in a despotic fascistic move. 
And I'm saying, Marty, this is gonna make me in the meme. This is gonna make me in the meme chef world. Deep cuts was just the beginning, which is a reference to the Bill Finger episode. And then it cuts to uh, an episode of Court TV, and the plaintiff is Spandrew Spice, <laughs> and they're implying that Spandrew Spice ghost created all of my memes, and I'm taking credit for them. I, and I don't understand what the correlation is. Other than that's just a photo of you with an eye patch? I don't. Now, granted, I do have vision problems. I have very poor vision. My, my prescription is very strong. But I have two functioning eyes that can see. Can they? And that's not in like an ableist way. I'm not saying I'm better. I'm just saying that I have two functioning eyes. Mm-hmm. Factually mm-hmm. do not require an eye patch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna give it a six. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm giving it a one because I don't understand what this thing is that people are freaking out about. This is from Ed Zachary. This is I, I don't know if this qualifies necessarily as a meme, but it's still funny. Um, so it's a picture of the baby Sailor Dave. Oh my god! And you are you your your sailor hat has a Q on it with an American flag pattern, and then you're standing in front of an American flag, but the stars on the flag are arranged into a Q. And it's uh, Baby Bake spends four minutes on 4chan to see how his comic was received. And this is in re- this is in uh, reference to the story you told about how yeah. Action Hospital like went like mini viral on 4chan, and you went to like see yeah. if people were talking shit about it, and then you were surprised to see that they were actually saying good things about yeah, it. Yeah, they actually were somewhat not terrible about it. Yeah, um, seven, seven. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty high. I I, I give it more of a five. All right, I'll give it. A, I revise. I give it a five and a half. <laughs> this is from Mike Miller, and it's the you think I'm gonna say no meme, but for some bizarre reason, you have like spiral glasses on, and you have like a cat nose and or like a mouse nose and mouse ears and whiskers. For reasons that I cannot explain beyond that, like Mike Miller is just like a furry or something. <laughs> You heard it here first. And it says, and instead of saying, you think I'm going to say no, no is crossed out. And it says, you think I'm going to say Jeffrey Epfarf killed himself? I love this. Nine and a half. Nine and a half? A fucking, was it, is it nine and a half anything? I think no, it not, is. No, it's a, it's a Mickey Rourke. Yeah, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a Fellini. It's another one from Spandrew Spice. The person that is that is a real person that is not me. Uh. So it's a picture of Bob Barker, and then next to him is a picture of sperm. And then underneath that, it's a picture of it's that meme with the woman who says, The what? And it like closes up on her face, except for Dave's face has been put over the woman's face. So it's just a p- picture of Bob Barker and then sperm. And then it says little Davy breadsticks, breadsticks. And then you're going the what? And then it's showing me, and it's the screenshot from Back to the Future when he's up on stage playing Johnny Be Good for the dance. But my face is put over Marty McFly's face, and I'm saying, I guess you aren't ready for that yet. But the listeners are gonna love it. Uh, I'm gonna go uh six. Six. This is a quality. Spandrew Spice come. He he's not. He doesn't come out very often. He comes in every once in a while to drop a banger. You are Spandrew Spice. I know that you are. 
I know that you are Spandrew Spice. Admit it. I'm calling on you here and now in this Arby's parking lot. Admit that you're Spandrew Spice. I'm not Spandrew Spice. Admit it. I'm not Spandrew. I, I don't even understand this. I've said this a million times. I don't have an eye patch. I don't like the, I hate the Mandela effect. He literally has a Facebook cover that says the Mandela effect. Like he's a fan of it. I hate you so much right now. You, so you, wait, you give this, you said you give this a six? Yes. If I could morally give it a zero, I would, but I feel like that would be against the core of the Mimaritsa. I give, I give it a, I give it a seven. See, there's the last few of them here. Here's a good one. This is from Jack Stratton. And it says, me after listening to Papa Pricey and Davy Bakes for hours on end every day for the last month. And it's a picture of General Grievous. And he's got his hand held up. General Grievous from Star Wars, the prequels, and the Clone Wars and other stuff. Um, and he's got his hand held up. And in his hand, are, there's text. And it says, Grift, Kayfabe, and Verhoeven's Toupee. And he says, these will make fine additions to my vocabulary. <laughs> That is solid. That is solid. That's really good. I love this one. That's really good. That's a 10. Yeah, it's, That's a, ten, it's, really a, it's good. a 10 for me as well. It made all the better that it wasn't produced by Spandrew Spice. That's that's just pure bias. All right. <laughs> this one's from Aaron Dockery. Oh, this is a great one. And it's the it's the cover to Three Men and a Baby. Although I, I feel like... is. Is this the American version with like Steve Gutenberg or is this the French version? I have no idea, but it's really good. But anyway, it's a it's a cover to Three Men and a Baby. But all the faces so I'm sitting in the front. I can't remember what character this is, but I'm standing in the front and it's my face on an actor's body, and I'm holding the baby, but the baby has Dave's face. And next to me, standing next to me are Hillsmer and Zero. And it says three men and a baby bakes and then baby bakes is peed on me. <laughs> but because of the picture that they used of my face, it looks like I'm really into really it. excited about me peeing on your chest. Yeah. It's not like, cause in the original photo, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's like going like, Oh, like he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe this is happening. But me, I'm just like, I'm like into it. Yeah. I'm going to go nine. I love this. This is great. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a Fellini. It's, not, it's an eight and a half for me. Um, let's see here. Skipping a, skipping a couple of them, but you know, it's for the interest of time. Got to be done. So many. All right. So there's a, there's a couple, couple more here. Before we do the last ones in the group, let's quickly look at some of these ones in the Discord. There's a few in the Discord. All right, so I Hate You, Josh, just dropped a series of fucking the craziest shit. I don't even remember seeing half of these. I saw one of them because I commented on it. But the other one, I don't even remember seeing these ones. So one of them is is a picture of me, which I th I think they got from my Instagram page or something like that. Like some old picture of me. And then next to it is a, it's like a, it's like a blacked out figure in silhouette. And it says, he's so well-spoken. And then projecting out of that silhouette is this like light beam with like a different white light, like figure made of light. And it says, I don't know if I want to be him or date him. <laughs> I don't I don't understand the ten. That's a ten right there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a nine because I don't fully understand it. And then the next one from I hate Josh or I hate you, Josh. Uh, it's it's a picture of a head and it says Dave, and then it's in his head. It says, "I wonder what it would be like if we had a school in Arizona." <laughs> but then when he speaks out loud, the dialogue bubble of what actually comes out of his mouth is "fuck that guy." <laughs> 
<laughs> Solid. Solid. Uh, Fellini. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. That is, both of those are really good. And then the next one, it's a guy that says Dave. He's, and he's got a small brain and he's yelling at somebody. And the person has a big brain and it says, and he has an eye patch on and it says Spandrew Spice. This is a pro Spandrew Spice meme. Yeah. They love this. They love Spandrew Spice. I mean, I, they like it more than like either of us. He's popular. I wish I wish I sometimes I wish I could be Spandrew Spice. Fuck, man. Let's just let's get Spandrew Spice to be the co-host of the show or something then. I mean, because he's totally a fucking real person, not just <laughs> you. Uh, that one's a seven. Seven. Wait, I'll, I'm going to give it a, a 5.5. Um, <laughs> I love this one so much. So it's that it's like a it's like a figure and he's like kneeling down. He's looking sad and there's all these bullies who are like kicking him. And the sad guy says me. And then the bullies are anxiety, depression, and responsibilities. And they're like bullying this guy. And then a hand reaches out from off frame to help, to seemingly help the guy, the sad guy, reaches out a hand of help. And it says over that person, it says new deep cuts episode. And then in the next frame, it's the new deep cuts episode body slamming the guy. And it says discovering a new story about how people suck. <laughs> Solid. Uh, Fellini Jr. <sighs> This one's a 9.5 to me. This is this is this is a, a Mickey Rourke for me. Um, and then this last one from I Hate You, Josh. Uh, there's a wall between two stretches of road. There's a person standing at the at the brick wall, and the brick wall says COVID. The person it says me trying to appear like an interesting and idiosyncratic person. And then on the other side of the wall, the rest of the road that he can't access says forced social function solid solid me referencing the fact that throughout the entire existence of the show from day one nobody can ha- can actually do the thing that is the slogan of the show oh uh, this is great i'm gonna go 9.5 we go nine um there's a couple more here let's see <laughs> There's actually a couple more from I Hate You, Josh. He's still going. Uh, so this one, I Hate You, Josh, one more time. It's the meme of the guy standing in a corner of a party while everyone kind of dances and has fun. He's like off in the corner, kind of looking on at them knowingly. And he says, they don't know I did a podcast episode breaking down the timeline of how QAnon came to be while also doing a Halloween special where we brought QAnon into the lore of our podcast. I haven't slept in a week. I, feel like I, haven't, is, I haven't slept in weeks. Sorry. I feel like this is targeted directly at you. Oh, for 100%. <laughs> I'll let you go first on this one. What are you, what are you giving it? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a... I'm giving it a 10. Just just for being seen. <laughs> uh, as my relative privilege affords me due to the fact that I did not edit all of these. Six. God damn it, Dave. <laughs> Um, and then there's one person from Instagram that sent me a meme and asked for it to be considered. Uh, so this is, I mean, their name is just President for Life. Love it. On Instagram. And they said, hey, guys, I'm an avid listener of your show. I don't have Facebook, but I'd like to enter into this, into the Pizza Pizza Paparizza Meme Marisa Celebrita. Keep up the great work. And then this is the meme. Um and it's on, so it's a four panel meme. The first panel is a guy looking relative, a meme face guy looking relatively happy. 
And he says, wow, the new episode of Deep Cuts was really good. And then the next panel, it says part one, Pizzagate. And it's just a picture of the Deep Cuts cover. And then underneath that, the next two panels, part six of the QAnon series, Human Revolution. And the guy is just like a fucking burnt out husk. And it says, our existence is a testament to the hatred of our creator. I've lost all hope in humanity. Solid. I'm going to go seven. I'm going to go seven and a half. Seven and a half on that one. Thank Pres- you, President for Life. President for Life. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the la- last couple of ones here from back from the Facebook group. Uh, we got Aaron Dockery. And once again, I just do not understand this. The it's the, it's the Predator Arnold and Carl Weathers meme thing again. Carl Weathers' arm says Chris Gaines and Arnold Schwarzenegger's arm says Spandrew Spice. And then in the middle, it says, what the fuck was that about? Ten. Ten? I don't even get it. What does it mean? You son of a fucking bitch. You know what that means. You are Spandrew Spice. Admit it. And then a little while later, uh, Spandrew Spice posted another uh, meme fresh out of the oven. And in the so in the caption, he says, not sure why I'm getting compared to Garth Brooks, but I figured I'd just leave this here. And it's that meme that was going around and getting that got popular for a little bit where it was like showing four people related to each other in some way in a little like cross reference graph. And so the top two, there's 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 two two rows and two columns. The two columns are does not know what cryptocurrency is and then does know what cryptocurrency is. And then the two rows are does not invest in crypto does invest in crypto. So Dave does not know what cryptocurrency is, but does not and does not invest in crypto. Hillsmer does not know what cryptocurrency is, but does invest in crypto. Andrew does know what cryptocurrency is, but does not invest in crypto. And Zero does know what cryptocurrency is and does invest in crypto. All right, so now we're going to crown the winner of the uh, Pizza Pizza Paparitza Mimaritza Celebritza. What are your nominations, Andrew? Well, so for me, it's a toss-up between the that Bob Barker enlightenment meme with all the math in it from Blake Marari or the Quantum Dave Quantum Leap parody meme from Aaron Dockery or the the Quantum Dave's meme from Spandrew Spice. Yeah, those uh those options are all pretty good. I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree. Those are all great options. So what does that mean? Are we gonna do a at the mountains of December madness, pizza, pizza, paparita now, even though you're blatantly Spandrew Spice. Listen, Dave, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this, but I am not. Wait. Who is that? What the fuck? Hey. hey. Is that somebody walking over? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey. whoa, hey. Hey, guys. <gasps> Spandrew Spice is a real person! Deep Cuts is a production by Boy Genius Media. If you'd like to find this show and others like it, please visit boygeniusmedia.com or deepcutspod.com. If you want to join in on post-episode discussions, please join the Deep Cuts Podcast Facebook group. Finally, subscribe to our YouTube channel for additional video content.